1: This is Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. Hello, guys, and welcome to another episode of Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. I am James Hinchcliffe. And I am the other one. (laughs) Commonly known as Alexander Rossi, less commonly known as Tall, Dark, and Handsome.
2: Oh, thanks, man. You're welcome. I'm working on the dark part right now, though.
1: I can't criticize. I'm an English-Canadian guy. Yeah. So it's not...
2: It's, it's not, not our. It's not our strong suit. Not our strong suit. Absolutely not.
1: Luckily, we're good at other things. Uh, among them, interviewing people. Yeah. Yeah. Surprisingly.
3: That? Yeah, that kind of came out of left field, huh? Yeah. Nobody was expecting that. I mean, I think I'm people were expecting Finn, it from. By the way. Ugh,
1: I think people
2: were expecting it from you. Uh, i.e., James. Uh, Just because you're. You're so outgoing and well-spoken and intelligent and logical and pretty. Did
3: you lose a bet of some sort? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm
2: paying him handsomely
1: for these compliments. What just happened? He's he's buying me lunch today. (laughs) Oh, that'll do it. it. You're welcome. You're welcome. And speaking of interviewing people, today we have a very special guest on the show. He's an old friend of mine, a good friend of mine. A fellow driver, a fellow dancer. A
2: musician, a businessman. An
1: actor is Uh, probably how you may be first heard of
2: him. He's so well-versed and talented. It makes me feel a little bit lesser.
1: We definitely have not accomplished anything in life when you look at his accomplishments. But what I love about him the most is that he dedicates himself 100%. He dives in to to whatever he's doing. No matter what. And I think that's a tremendous trait. In case you haven't figured it out, and you probably
3: haven't, because that, that'd be weird if you did. I'd be really impressed. But I mean, it probably will be on the episode title.
1: Well, yeah, well that too. Yeah, man, Thim, it's it's getting to be a lot. It's wow. like he's trying to ruin our day.
3: Yeah, I am. Oh. Yeah, that's every day I get up. I go, how am I going to mess this up for these guys?
1: Oh, okay. Well, but then you're pretty good at your job. Yeah. Yeah. No, like, you no, should I'm, get a raise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ladies and gentlemen. I agree. We, we have, from the infield of ISM Raceway in Phoenix on the IndyCar weekend. On Mitchell, Chateau de Bus. On Chateau de Bus, hosted kindly by Alex Rossi and Chateau de Bus, uh, Mr. Frankie Munez will be joining us. But, before we get to that...
3: you have another reason to look forward to the Indy 500 this year, we're happy to announce our first ever live audience podcast recording on Carb Day at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. More details will come soon, but if you'll be at the race, make sure to follow us. Our Twitter handle is AskOffTrack. We'll be posting more details there. And later in the episode, we have a special clip from a new CastBox original series launching soon.
1: Alex, I got a question for you. What's that? You're, you're a very clean guy. You're like an OCD clean guy, specifically in the kitchen. I've noticed certain times that there are people that do a very poor job of loading the dishwasher. And I just feel you know, like... <laughs> yep, I've hit, just, oh. I've hit it. Oh, is that a gear grinder? Oh, man. I know that first world problems are still problems. You literally said last week how much this pissed you off. The most frustrating thing. All right, jeez,
2: let's move yeah. on. I'm
1: glad that's over. Here's what grinds my
2: gears. Here's the thing. Tell me. There is a specific portion of the dishwasher. There's parts of the dishwasher that are designed for certain types of cookware, glassware, plates, utensils, cups, lids, lids of cups. How big is your dish? What kind of dishwasher dishwasher do you have? have? Same size as everyone. Actually, I learned this the other day when I was going to buy a new dishwasher that they're all universal sized. So the only feature that you can really get is you can get a handle or an inside handle or you can get the buttons on the top or you can get the buttons visible. Those are really the only features you can choose aside from the color and what goes on inside. But getting back to what goes on inside, the people that think the bowls have a priority to be anywhere near the bottom until the bottom has been loaded with the dishes that are supposed to be on the bottom, have. So, so sorry, your issue is that bowls belong on the top shelf? My issue is that bowls belong on the top shelf. There's an order of operations. I didn't actually know that. No, I do agree. It's like like math. So, if you're loading the dishwasher with a sink full of dishes after a dinner party, it goes like this. It goes glasses, (laughs) left side, front to back. Glasses, right side, front to back. Then it goes bowls in the second lane of the top. And it, you stack them on. There's those little upright pillars. You stack them so that they're leaned over at about a 45 degree angle, <laughs> so that the dishes can get properly cleaned on the inside, the outside, and the side, while not detracting I, from the amount of. I cleanliness. I wish you could see
1: them and my faces right now. While you're not it's,
2: distracting from the amount of cleanliness that happens to the glasses, this is and insanity.
1: then okay, see, I, it doesn't bother me like that. That's I no I,
3: no nor should it. By the way, that, I, like, yeah, I, that's like, you, nope. You nope, have you a problem had me at there. Both Bowls and cups nope. should be up top. Nope, there and is an then- actual
2: <laughs> process to load a dishwasher, and if you load it properly, you can literally fit, I guarantee you. That you bring anyone over to load a dishwasher, I guarantee I can fit almost fifty percent more and get the dishes cleaner. Let okay,
3: just, I just want to I just want to say right now, I God, I hope my roommate's listening because he is the worst. At this. <laughs> what
2: planet are people okay, on where they okay. think they can stack dishes on top of the, okay, each buddy. other without getting access to clean water that they think they'll get
1: clean? Okay, buddy, all right, let's just let's do a deep let's breath take here. Take a step back. Let's do a deep <laughs> breath, and we're just gonna have a little chat. We're gonna just gonna talk about this. Uh, here is the thing, I I. I get it. I get trying to get as much stuff in there as possible. Okay, in your insane absolutely list insane. of absolutely procedure insane. for loading the dishwasher. Let's say you've you've had dinner, not a dinner party, just a dinner, and there's a reasonable amount of dishes, but not a crazy amount of dishes. Okay, let's say it was uh, you know a, a bowl heavy meal. Okay. And then a glass heavy meal. You guys had some drinks, some leftover glasses from earlier in the day, whatever. And the top is full and the bottom's like half full, but you still have some bowls left over. You're still okay with like filling up the blanks with what's left over, even though that's not where it belongs. Only if the bowls
2: can be at a certain angle.
3: Oh my God.
2: So the bowls have to be at that 45 degree angle. I'm not going to put a bowl completely flat, flush down. Because then
1: there's no way for the bowl to this adequately get rinsed. How? What? How is that? If it's upside down, everything will rinse out of it.
3: Yeah, that actually, I, I'm with him on that. Then it won't dry.
4: No,
1: Why it won't it dry, dry if it's, if it's, it's full. You no, know, because down. It, it
2: needs air to dry.
1: Yeah, it's sitting on a rack. It's no, not sitting I'll on just a concrete a paper
2: block.
3: Towel when, it, when it comes out, like I'm not... Fine.
1: All y'all at home...
2: Get on our Twitter at AskOffTrack. You
3: realize this and, is going to backfire. And You're the can, crazy one.
2: Oh, absolutely <laughs> not. The bowls have to be at an angle, just like the plates have to be at an angle.
1: Yeah, uh, like I just feel like a bowl that's flat, face down on a rack, if there's room for it, will clean just as well as it a won't. bowl at 45.
2: It truly won't.
1: But I don't truly understand why.
2: Because then they don't have the opportunity to get the inside sprayed from the top.
3: So hang on, James, I want to go in. What, what is it about this that, that you were going to start before we got into, like, whatever the Mine hell that Mine was literally just,
1: like, when you have a bunch of dishes in the sink, and then people fill up the dishwasher, like, in a crappy way, and there's a couple
3: things left yeah, over like, in the sink. Yeah, like, oh, and it's like a bowl, and then a cup, and then, like, another bowl. Yeah, yeah okay. Like, it's like, I could have got That's everything in. That's a reasonable and, thing to right, be upset about. right
1: realizing that you had to, like, go through more <laughs> steps than launching a nuke just to get the dishwasher loaded properly. Yeah, his dishwasher it's not like,
3: orbited the moon.
1: Yeah. I want, actually, a dishwasher design engineer to write in, ask at offtrackpod.com, and explain to us if a bowl can be cleaned adequately flat down or does it actually have to be at a 45-degree angle?
3: All of this grinds my gears.
1: Yeah, I, I'm I'm more angry now. Normally, these sessions help me vent and feel better. I feel worse. So we'll we'll be back with more after this. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Mr. Frankie Muniz. Woo! Woo! Thanks this for me really having goes me. Loud. This is the live studio audience that we have here <laughs> in uh che- Sh What no is it? One, Chateau, one Bus? Chateau de Bus. Chateau de no Bus. No one wanted to come because Tim was here today. So. That's true. That's true. He was Action Studio. Frankie, welcome, man. Thanks so much for joining us. Man, it's good to be here. Thanks for having me. And speaking of here, where are we? We are currently in the infields of ISM Raceway, about to do our race, but Frankie was kind enough to take some time out. Uh Arizona resident, Phoenix resident. And so it was kind of kind of you to join us. Let's start. Where should we start? Again, you, you've done too much, man. You've done too much. I don't even
5: know like what I've done anymore. Like when I hear like an intro like that, I'm like, oh shoot, yeah, I did do that. <laughs>
1: yeah. I do why
5: do we, that. Oh man.
2: Why don't we let him start with like what? what would, what would what you is like your, to talk about? What is your thing where you wake up in the morning and think, man, that's cool that I did that?
5: I, you know, it's funny because, like I said, it's not. I've lived my life, right? So I don't, I don't necessarily think about the things that have happened, but like sometimes I'll do an interview or or I'll see something from the past and I'll go, I did that? Like even, <laughs> especially racing, you know, because that's something that I've stepped away from for a pretty long time now. Like last year I raced was 09. So when I look back, I see pictures and stuff. You know, I raced with you. You know, I raced with you. You know, like you guys are at the, the top of the game, you know, Indy 500 champion, you know, like racing an in Indy car. Like, so it's, it's pretty cool to look at that and, and think that that was my life. For some time, but it feels so far, like far away, that it almost doesn't like feel like, like it was me. Ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I've gotten to do things that I I love, you know, and that I've 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 always wanted to do, and I, I consider them all like these little dream jobs, and I've been fortunate enough to be able to do them.
1: So, so what's next on the list then? I mean, there's it's, it's got to be a
5: shortening list uh, yeah, every I mean, day. Like they're more like boring things. Like I love, like, like I would love to be an accountant as as really as that sounds. Um, I just love, you know, finances and and numbers and stuff like that, but no, I don't think I'm going to do that, but we've been kind of flipping houses and and doing that kind of thing. And I I love that, but I'm kind of all over the map. I've I've got my hands in like almost too many things to where I'm not focused enough on one thing for it to really kind of take over. Right. But, uh, I, I guess that just fits my personality too. Like I like to keep moving. I'm not, I'm not good at you know, being still. So
1: okay. Well, let's let's start with your racing life then. Okay. One, of, one of the many lives of Frankie. <laughs> uh, was that something that you kind of had an interest in young, early in life? I, I, I wouldn't
5: say young like you know you guys when you started. You know, in carts and stuff. I was a fan of racing from being a kid, but it's never something I thought I would ever do. Um, you know, Long Beach always had the pro celebrity race mm-hmm. every year, and I did that in 2003, and I won. And like just kind of fluky. You know fell into it like i did skip barber my first time ever like in an open wheel cart. uh alex you were there yes and racing in that and uh that was my first time really you know i'm not that i'm I'm not not calling that a proper race car but like you know really kind of trying to do it and i ended up doing formula bmw that year and moved moved into atlantics you know with you in 07, and um but it it just happened like i uh i didn't think that like i said it would be something that would that i could really say i did but uh i did and i loved it and i tried really hard and really thought i would stay in in racing kind of the rest of my life you know right. like i think a lot of people do but i got hurt pretty badly in 2009 and missed all of 2010 and then i joined a band you know what i mean and that took over my life so but,
1: so what happened in 09 what was uh tell us what what kind of took you out of it
5: i was racing in the atlantic championship um and we were in mid-ohio just had a, a bad crash in going to turn one on the start, or I guess turn two at the start, and I ripped my thumb off because I didn't let go of the wheel and hit wheel to wheel, and my thumb exploded like the joint and ripped, wow. ripped it off, and had to have pins put in. And um, that was that was really the the biggest the biggest thing. I had little accidents here and there where I'd gotten gotten hurt, but mm-hmm. that really took me out because to heal from that took six months, seven months, and then, like I said, I was planning on going back to racing, but. I started a new, new adventure and it kind of took over. So
1: I remember actually going out to Phoenix for a test in Indy Lights. Yeah. And you and I went to lunch, and I was like, "So are you gonna? Because you know the the Atlantic Series had finished for yep. 09, and I said, "So are you gonna are you gonna come do Indy Lights? And you're like, "Man, I don't know. Uh, I got an offer to come do lights. I was like, "Oh, that's great. He's like, "Yeah. I got an offer to do a new show though too. I'm like, yeah. Oh man, that's amazing. He goes, Yeah, and there's like a local band in Phoenix that like really is looking for a drummer. I've always wanted to be in a band. And I'm like, So let me get this right. Your your current dilemma today is, is race car driver?
2: <laughs> drummer. Or, or actor or actor.
1: Well yeah. I'm like I guess lunch is on me because this is uh, you know, it's tough this is a tough deal, tough, tough it's a tough deal. deal. but at that man point. I can relate yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at that know. point you transitioned into music. yeah, so and how did that come about? because that's that was a big I think stretch for a lot of people that well, who knew you as an actor or a driver. yeah, you know it's I don't know I, it's another
5: thing I, I' played drums since I was a kid, but like I literally had a drum kit in my grandma's basement. like that's like my extent like the extent of me being a drummer right and it's one of those things like as a drummer. You ha- it's not like you're writing songs. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not like, oh, here's the songs I wrote. Like, you need other people. But, like, I never played with anybody else in the room ever in my life. And I... This kid wrote me on MySpace. You know, this is the MySpace days. <laughs> and he's like, hey, like, you know, I have this band. And, you know, our drummer just left. He moved to Nashville. Like, if you ever want to jam, like, we could just jam. And I listened to the songs. I was like, well, I don't want to jam. Like, I want to be in the band. And he's like, okay. Like, and it just... Like, that was literally, like... I showed up that night for my first, like our first rehearsal as a band and I had no idea what I was doing, but it was, it was amazing. And like, we ended up doing some pretty good things in the band, but that band ended up breaking up and I joined another band called King's Foil. And we were on the road three hundred days a year, you know, opening for Ed Sheeran and Third Eye Blind and Calvin Harris, like you know, so, playing these so amazing small shows. names.
3: But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. you had a lot of free time, yeah. just a lot yeah. of time downtime to relax. But it's
5: just one of those things; like it just, like it just happened. It took over, and, and that was my life. So you just came off of Dancing with the Stars, Yep. Yeah. You know, we, we know someone else who was on that.
2: Yes. Elio Castro Neves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did, did a great job. Did a great job. Uh, way better than you, James. Way better than me. <laughs> way better. Well, you we, did way better than
5: me.
1: Well,
2: <laughs> by one. Like, <Well>, yes. Yeah, so. <laughs> so, oh, I didn't, congrats. Yeah, it's better than I did on my reality TV show. Yeah, you shows. came forward. So, we've so got, I'm the worst we've got the of all IndyCar drivers on reality TV shows. <laughs> so that's, that's nice to know. What was that like for you? I mean, because, again, kind of speaking to James, having not been a dancer before, I mean that's got to be a terrifying first show and you're showing up on this massive live yeah. audience and tv audience
5: well they they've called me pretty much every season from when it started in 06 or whatever so for 12 years they've been calling and i i've never thought it'd be something i'd do because i I don't dance, like I, and I'm not like it's not
1: my personality. Like James, like you're not a dancer, but like you don't mind being in front of people. But you, but you, okay, fine, I'll take that. But then you had a musical background that I didn't have. Yeah, but so I could take that. But I don't think I was also the drumming songs you're dancing. No, but it's rhythm, it's counts, it's timing, things like that. I like how we're trying to (laughs) outdo each other on how unprepared we were for this experience. Like
5: I went from being the drummer in the band, the drummer who nobody looks at. Like I'm hiding behind. Symbols, You know, nobody cares, right? I'm not the front man. To, like, I'm the manager of the band. That's how little, like, I, my personality <laughs> is, like, being out on stage. Right. Even though I'm an actor. But, like, in front of the camera, like, acting is different. If I have lines, I can do it. You know what I mean? Um, but they'd asked me for a long time, and I just was just afraid. Like, I just was scared. And I had called you, mm-hmm. you know, uh, a few months before the, the past season. And I just asked. I said, you know, what was it like? Did you like it? And you were like, dude, do it. It was so much fun. I loved it. I'm so happy I took your advice because, like, it ended up being, like, one of the coolest things I've ever done. Like, I, I really loved it. And then uh, I got asked to do the tour, so I just spent the last four months on the road dancing, doing the tour. But, like, it was just cool. Like, I, you know, I don't care what anybody thinks from the outside. You know, not that I, the feedback has been all positive. But, like, you know, I'm just saying, like, it was awesome. I loved it. So, I'm really. So, would you consider yourself a dancer now? No, I'm still not a dancer. Thank I mean, you. I, I, like, like you put me at a wedding. Like, I just went to Sasha and Emma's wedding, and everyone's dancing. Like I'm still like, where's my partner? In the I background. Need, it's like, and where's that song? Yeah, where's that song? Yeah. I was at 90, just clapping, yeah. it, just snapping to the beat. I do not consider s I'm, I'm definitely more willing to attempt to, like, right. kind of move sure. around. You, you broke know? through that barrier. Yeah. Right. But uh, definitely still not. You know, I went to a wedding right after the show ended, um, like, in December, and Everyone was like, "You were. T- we can't wait to see you on the dance floor." I didn't leave my seat. Yeah, like there was no way because everyone had. You the can't dance when people have expectations. Too, high. Like, too no, high. I can't see up to that.
1: Uh, on our season, Calvin Johnson had a wedding like, like the week of the finale yeah, like, yeah right after the show ended so he planned ahead because he knew yeah this was coming so he like got val and artem to take him aside and like teach him you know <laughs> a couple bars of something he could just kind of do on his own yeah. so that way he could do it say he done it and then walk away and yeah, not have yeah. to do it again was like, like the ultimate first dance practice oh yeah 100 like, it's pretty cool yeah. i can imagine that sasha and emma had a pretty solid first dance oh it was full
5: chore- choreography 20 people like oh no way it was full blown it was awesome
4: that's you know. pretty cool. Yeah.
5: But even that, like, I'm going to go dance at that wedding with a bunch of pro dancers? No,
1: especially not Great that. point. You know what I mean? That's the worst wedding to <laughs> That's do That's the with worst that. wedding to go dance at. Your lovely girlfriend Paige, who's with us in the audience, <laughs> kind of let it be known that you were a bit of a reality TV guy. Oh, I love it. You just love it all. I mean, I'm an
5: actor. Maybe I shouldn't say that, but, like, I don't understand (laughs) scripted TV anymore because you get so much better (laughs) drama (laughs) and entertainment.
1: But do you not think that, like, so much of reality TV is so scripted and, like, so fake and terrible? Sure. But But you love it. I love it. I
5: mean, like... (laughs) You're the person they're going after. I'm not going to watch CSI. Right. Or, you know, I was on an episode of Criminal Minds, but... I'm not going to watch that because I can watch live PD. I can watch, you know, the first 40 minutes and see real and and not see the bad acting. You
1: know what I mean? Like, I you yeah, see the fair. reality. You know what I mean? Now that you've kind of dabbled in the reality TV world, is there a show that you would love to go on? Ah, uh, I don't know. Um, could you see yourself doing any? Could you see yourself doing like Big Brother or Amazing Race? Or I think Amazing
5: Race would be awesome. Any? I'm very competitive. It's competition. You yeah. know
1: what I mean? So anything competition-driven, like I'm down. What did putting yourself in a vulnerable situation like dancing in front of a bunch of people. You're now the front man, all that. All that. What did it teach you about yourself? Like, did it, did it surprise you how you kind of flourished? Because you it obviously did. flourished.
5: I, You know, I I don't know. Like, I I just felt, it's a weird thing to say, but like, because I've had so much amazing luck in my life. I call it luck, but like, unfortunate things happen. But like, I felt really proud of myself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think because I, it was the most uncomfortable I was going into something and I honestly thought like I was going home every week like I literally thought I'm going home this week like I know it and so to, to keep going like it, it felt good and I don't know like I faced a fear like I don't know I, I don't it sounds cheesy when I say it and it's so kind of cliche but like I really it made me feel good like doing the show yeah I so knowing that you could do it I remember leaving like from GMA like after it ended and like flying home and just being like like just being so proud to be me, as weird as and stupid as it sounds. Was that From st- doing dance with the stars, like I yeah. never thought yeah. I'd say yeah. that.
2: Yeah. You know, but is that a similar thing to like when you would start a race? Was that the same type of feeling of that, I, I, that anxiousness? Of all the things that I've
5: done, I would say that is the most similar to racing. Like, yeah, like you know, you know, the race is about to start. You show up, you're excited, but like you, you have a job to do. You know what I mean? It's not like you're just like get on a roller coaster. Like, you yeah. have to do it. You know, you have to do the dance moves, but like right before, you know, the lights go out or right before the green flag, like that feeling of those nerves, Yeah, I can't, I could never control it. Like even in racing, Mm -hmm. before the dances, but as soon as you start, you're like, all right, here I am, this this is what I'm supposed to be doing.
1: Can't catch the race on the big screen? Need to take the dog for a walk? Gotta run to the store to pick up some snacks for the race? Download the TuneIn app today. You can listen to our podcast, Off Track with Hinch and Rossi, at TuneIn.com slash Off Track. Every IndyCar race at TuneIn.com slash IndyCar. Plus, you can listen to every game from the MLB, NHL, NBA, NFL,
3: and more.
2: So, all of these opportunities came about, you know, because you, you started your career at, I mean, a pretty young age, right? And Frankie Muniz is I mean, it's a household name. Mm-hmm. Um, no, it is, <laughs> which is which is very impressive and very, very cool. to to have you here obviously but would you what was the thing that kind of set you apart was it Malcolm in the middle
5: yeah I mean Malcolm was the first thing that people saw that I did that they then knew me from I remember actually before Malcolm even started airing because I'd been acting for years before that done movies and stuff but commercials a lot of theater but nothing that really I'd be recognized from but they it was right before the premiere and they had billboards of the show everywhere in LA we lived in new jersey new york city at the time when the show was premiering and it was all in the subways and like me and my mom were taking the subway you know still yeah and people would be like looking at me funny and i remember asking my mom like does someone have like do i have something on my face because like why is everyone looking and then finally people started saying you're going to be on that show and it, like before the show even aired yeah it was a really crazy transition like, transition yeah. in your life because you go from like you know not that like I mean, I was a kid. I, I wanted to be famous. Like, every, you know, you go, oh, I want to be on TV. I want people to know me. Sure. Um, and when that starts to happen, like, it's a pretty amazing experience. Mm, yeah. And uh, I don't know. The show premiered. How old were you at the time? When Malcolm premiered, I was 14. That's um, a lot for a 14 year old to kind of it's a
1: take a lot on. of responsibility cuz i mean what that comes along with fame is there is a, a responsibility you, have which to, you don't like, act, realize right? until yeah, yeah I mean,
5: until it happens yeah. and <laughs> you learn what it is but hopefully
1: uh, you learn kind of cuz someone coached you and not yeah, the hard way yeah. By yeah screwing sure. up in some public. which a lot of people do oh yeah
5: um but no i mean i just i always loved i loved being an actor like i've everything i've done like i put in 100% mm-hmm. you know so when i was doing malcolm when you're a kid you only can work a certain amount of hours to do like the schooling mixed in and it's it's tough but then they would even count that like those hours against like me going out to like even doing publicity like if i they wanted me to be on jay leno or they wanted like they were stopping some of it and like it always bothered me because i wanted to keep going because i loved it like it was fun for me it was never really a job like when i was a kid i'd go from football practice to baseball to soccer to tap and jazz to like auditions or whatever it was and that's the thing that took over yeah and you know so when malcolm ended that's when i started racing cars when i had the opportunity to go racing that's why i kind of said okay i'm done acting for now like don't call me i want to focus on this 100% you know cuz you know i'm racing against you guys like you know like i'm i'm not just doing it for fun like i wanted to take it seriously so i dedicate myself 100% and I think there's good and bad in that you know because i'm a little neurotic
1: you know i go maybe too too <laughs> a far ocd yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, i can relate I, to,
2: Alex that. Can relate to yeah, that yeah exactly. i get that a lot that's fine totally fine <laughs> so that's something that you don't realize from kind of child actors i guess that there's other influences other than you and your management yeah. that kind of make the decision you actually have to consider schooling and yeah. and their opinions of things which
5: and you don't realize it's really you know if i when i look back now you know being older having had experience it i didn't take it for granted right but i see so many young actors i see so many people who have had it or they get the fame or they get there and then they get like really choosy or i'm not saying but like you have the opportunity of a lifetime like right. being on a show you see so many actors who are on shows for 5 6 years they go i'm leaving the show like i don't want to do i want to do bigger better it's like it is winning the lottery you know what I mean like take it like and just do it and enjoy it and love it because it's gonna end and you're gonna look back and go man that was cool I wish
1: I had it now see and that's that's what I love about you is you don't seem like one of those child actors like it didn't change you you didn't look you didn't look at this as this thing like well yeah of course I got this role I'm Frankie Munich. you are so appreciative of the opportunity you stayed humble you you, you didn't become one of those child actors that went way off the path is that just who you are is that your upbringing your family like where does that come from I, I mean I don't the I OCD
2: of always wanting yeah. to be the best, yeah.
5: I, I don't know specifically you know, people always go, Oh, you must it must be your family. And yeah, but like I just I only know my family. Like I don't know what my situation would have been if I was, you know, raised by someone else. But uh I don't know. Like I just I was always appreciative. I always, like I said, put in a hundred percent. But I think actually leaving the acting world and starting racing and doing the band and doing everything I've done over the last, you know, twelve years since the show ended, taught me that even more, you know what I mean? Like, like it made me proud of what I've done in my past even more rather than like it just becoming my life and becoming like what I did and what I do and taking it for granted. Like I look back and I go, that was cool. This time of my life was awesome. Yeah. And there was way, I mean, my life to, from the outside probably sounds like it was just all ups. There's tons of downs that for go sure. with the ups. For sure. You know that like I hide, you yeah. know, or that people don't know about. But it makes me appreciate both the ups and downs you know, ten times more. Hundred percent, hundred percent. it's a great so, outlook, man. It's really yeah.
1: cool. It's very,
2: very cool. So we we've kind of gone through the racing, the acting, a little bit of the music, the reality TV. You mentioned an accountant <laughs> position.
1: <laughs> I mean,
5: we'll kind of close on this for this part of
2: the show. I mean, what's what's next?
5: One thing I've I've never really done because I always think that like okay, if I just finish. This house, or this project, or this thing, I'm gonna have some time to kind of just chill because I've really never done that. But I don't know if my personality lets me because mm-hmm. I like to keep moving. Like I, I like wake wanna up be at- the best at chilling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, So like, I wanna like my girlfriend and I like we keep talking about doing these fun trips and traveling and really mm-hmm. kind of exploring and you know especially now that we're settled in this new house. Yeah. And, you know, you settle in this new house. I just want to leave it now. This
4: basically yeah, what exactly. you're saying is I want to go other places. Exactly. <laughs>
2: All right, all right, Frankie. So we have this segment of Off Track with Hinch and Rossi called Lightning Round. We're going to change the name one yeah, day. Yeah, we, we got to change the keep name. keep that. saying that, yeah, guys. I mean, I mean, at some point. Can we, like, put this to Twitter or something? On name selections? Yeah. yeah. Of, of what this next round consists of. This segment of. needs so, a different name. We're going to ask you ten questions. Answer them fast or don't.
1: I mean... Yeah. It's it supposed to be a lightning round. Okay, it's around.
2: pretty much just a continuation of what we've just been talking about. Whenever
5: yeah. I try only, to rush an answer, it just takes me that much longer. The only like, person, I, I don't know. I don't even know what music is.
3: Who's The my only person I don't know. who's like quickly answered it so far is Tony Stewart. Okay. Everybody else has, but has the, taken their the time. The
1: problem is, is that we took his answers and then had follow-up questions. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so the round <problem> was still <laughs> a complete failure. Complete utter failure. Yeah. So I'll start it off with
2: the first question.
5: Favorite racing driver of all time? Oh God! See, this is terrible. <laughs> yeah. I've just never been asked this question. Like, even though like I raced, like I should. I should know. Um,
1: is it like a Mario? Is a it a uh, Hamilton? Is it? is it a Is it a
5: Dale Earnhardt? I was I was a big NASCAR fan growing up. Okay, who's your guy? I, to be honest, I was a big Jeff Gordon fan. Yes, my man. Um, there JG you go. and I actually got to do an episode of Spin City when I was like eleven. Oh, really? And I played like a sick kid in a hospital, and Jeff Gordon came to visit. No me. way. In oh, the hospital, awesome. so like I met him then. But it's cool because I see him now, like at events and races yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And like obviously we know each other from. That's so cool, man. When I was eleven. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah. So I'm gonna go with. Nice I'm gonna go guy. with Jeff Gordon. I like he's, a, he's, he's such a so such a cool good dude, guy, man. Yeah. yeah,
1: I love that he's still involved in the sport. Yep. Side note, NASCAR. You drove the pace car for the 2001 Daytona 500. I did. That's a pretty cool experience.
5: I did. I drove the I drove the pace car 2001. Um, got to meet everyone. I actually was. This is kind of a morbid, but I was the last person to, minus his crew chief, to talk to Dale Earnhardt yeah. before he oh, got wow. in his car. Yeah, yeah.
4: Crazy, crazy, crazy thing, uh,
5: yeah. crazy thing but uh, definitely a very cool experience, yeah. for sure. All
4: right,
1: sorry. What was the car? What was the pace car?
5: It was actually a Pontiac Aztec. Oh, boy. What? The Breaking Bad
1: Pontiac Aztec. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Literally. One of, like, the worst cars yes. ever made in history. Well, but at least that's when, when Pontiac was still in NASCAR and on. they were the sponsor, so. That's too funny, man. Yeah, yeah weird. Same same vein. Who's your favorite current driver, except Ooh. Alexander Rossi? Or James Intercleve. Oh, I'm gonna go with. See, I'm, I'm, I'm,
5: I like to always root for the guy that you don't expect to win. Yeah, fair you enough. know what I mean. Like, not Everybody that you don't expect him because the IndyCar you know we series. We already said you can't pick these two. <laughs> but you know the IndyCar series is very is so competitive. But like you know sometimes it's like oh it'd be really cool to see that guy yeah, yeah. you know get on top of the podium, but uh, and that changes week to week. Um, but uh, I don't know. I love I love Tony Kanan. I Fair think enough. he's just a, such a good guy, fun guy. So. Easy guy to love, man.
2: So we won't tell anyone the answer to this question okay. except the internet. So fastest you've ever driven off the track?
5: Off the track? On a bike or in a car? <laughs> <laughs> Straight up the fastest. fastest. I've seen 176 on my motorcycle, like on these roads around here. Do you wow. still ride? Yeah.
1: You let this happen?
5: She rides with me. She's on the back. What? Did you do 176 with her? No, oh. I won't let her on that bike. It's a <laughs> a KTM Super uh, RC8R like race bike. Yeah, and uh she, she and that doesn't bike terrify
1: yet. you. That's
2: like, no, I'm just not. I like I love dirt bikes, but life. I'm not into
5: like you know race. it's street bikes. It's funny like when I was racing, I realized I drive. I started driving really slow on the streets yeah. because there's like there's no such thing as fast anymore but the bike is the only thing that kind of really like when you're going fast because you feel the wind like you feel it um but around here i do every once in a while get like scared that like if a
1: coyote or something ran across the street because where i do it like there's no one next question i have an answer for you that i really hope i hope our answers are the same on this one uh your favorite cameo that you've ever done I don't know if I don't know if what I'm thinking really qualifies it's like a cameo or not but like I've got it something that you did but... cameo where I'm like playing myself or like you
5: mean just any like just little any,
1: just any like little spot on something
5: All right my favorite that I ever did was an episode of Criminal Minds Damn it. Oh just cuz it was really what was dark. Yours?
1: Let's say Sharknado. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs>
5: it's Sharknado 2. Yeah, or three? It was actually 3. Was three? Was yeah. I can't keep I don't know. Track. There's Six. like 10 of them now. Yeah. <laughs> they actually just asked me to do Sharknado 6 even though my character already it's got dead. killed. <laughs>
3: But they're not they big on They wanted me to come back as like
5: a, a robot character. <laughs> like Or, a I don't know. or yeah. like anything. Really. I, did, I, did, I said no.
1: What made the Criminal Minds episode so cool?
5: It was just, because it was right after Malcolm had ended. You know, I'd only really done like kid movies right, and the right. Malcolm show, which was a comedy. And it was just really dark. It was just something way different that mm-hmm. I hadn't done before. And I just enjoyed it. Like I, I felt, it was the most proud I'd been of anything I'd done. You know, because usually I watch myself and I go, eh. I could have done that better. That sucked. I could have done that better. But, like, I watched that and I went, that was cool. Well done. I like that. Cool. Favorite actor you've ever worked with? Hilary Duff. (laughs) I'm actually going to go, I'm going to say Brian Cranston. Cranston, Yes. Just because he's the The greatest guy. He's the most amazing actor. And he's someone who, like, I look up to in the sense that he's so dedicated to everything he does. He shows up to work. And even when you're tired, people, like, are ready to go home, he still gives it his all and it's he's pretty cool so
1: excellent uh, that's the other one i i had an answer for and i was hoping we had the same one, on that <laughs> one favorite musician of all time or you can expand it to band or you can you know it's who do i like there's a band
5: called manchester orchestra okay they are like a, a rock band but i just i love i love that band I don't yeah know. Manchester. i have orchestra. a lot of like I, i'm I, that's a hard question for me to ask answer because i'm um, for sure i don't I can never think of people, but when I hear stuff, I go, "That's my, yeah. my favorite scene. favorite." And it like ever. probably it's depends on like your mood yeah. and things like. That.
1: I know I'm like that too.
5: Usually slow, like boys to men, like mm-hmm. slow and depressing. Yeah, that's I usually
1: I, like, I like. Boys doing. to I
5: men, the only concert I screamed at. So, yeah. <laughs> all
2: right, we'll end on this question: Who's cooler, musicians, actors,
5: or race car drivers? I'm gonna say race car drivers. 100%.
2: So, 100%. 100%. I don't believe
5: that. But no, hundred yeah, <laughs> percent. I think would like have the coolest that. of. Of all, actors are lame. You know, musicians. Musicians are pretty cool. They're pretty cool. But, like, realistically, you meet a lot of them, and you're like, wait, you're you're the guy? Like, you make that? Like, you're just this nerdy guy? Yeah, don't, <laughs> like, meet, don't meet your heroes, right? Yeah. <laughs> just
3: like,
1: oh. look, like, race car driver's pretty cool.
5: Like, it's, <laughs>
1: like, even though I used to race, like, it's still pretty sexy. I'm going to take know, it. It's a pretty cool thing. I'm oh, going to take yeah. that. I'm, I'm good with it. There you go. A very, very, actually, that was pretty good for, uh, for a lightning round. Good for a lightning round. That was not, that was not the <laughs> lengthiest one that I've got. <laughs> Uh, All right, we are heading into our final segment. It is called Battle Royale.
0: Round one.
3: Fight. All right, so uh, for those of you listening, you you might know the rules, but uh, Frankie, I'm going to give you guys a group of characters, whether they're real or fake. You guys have to imagine that group of characters is in a fight to the death, and you have to pick who would be the winner. I will be the judge of this. We will also be putting it up on a, on a Twitter poll when okay. this episode comes out. You can follow us at AskOffTrack on Twitter. Um, but your guys' group of characters today is the cast of Jersey Shore. I just don't even... I have
2: literally never watched an episode of that. I just so watched you, all Fim. six seasons. The last week, brilliant. <laughs> really. Come it on, arrived. this is unbelievable. That's can we do? Not- can we do the cast of like Shit's Creek or Modern Family? Because like I know that
1: I like well, that you. know watch. those. They're
2: not reality. I like. So. Yeah, I'm going
1: with our, our
3: guest likes <laughs> reality. We're gonna do. <laughs> I, I do like
1: that you watch Shit's Creek though. You Good know. to know. I'm Good sure. to know. Okay, so um, who do you think would win in a battle?
3: Oh God, I'm gonna go
1: with. I'm gonna go with J Wow. Okay, and I'm going to say that because
5: I've seen her punch Mike in the face, <laughs> and, and a lot of other people on that show, Yeah, and she's feisty and scary, um, so I'm going to go with Wow.
3: Yeah, that show basically already is just a brawl. Yeah, it's, just, yeah. it's, it's every
1: episode culminates in a post-club yeah. drunken All right.
3: brawl. All right. So Wow, you've seen her punch, you, 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 you think she's feisty? Um, Alex, I'll give you time to Google some of these people. She's also the <laughs> biggest. She's also the
5: biggest girl. Like you it's know, true. It's so all the other ones are really small. Even though you know, Snooki took that punch pretty yeah.
3: Pretty Snooki's short, but she's she's yeah. it looks like she's got some power in there.
1: <laughs> so so I'll jump in while Alex does some more research, and I'm I'm gonna go with Snooki here. Because right. I, I think you almost de facto have to go with one of the women because they fight. Way more vicious than oh, the guys yeah. do. on that show. <laughs> the guys are pretty soft. We the saw like, Ron and Mike fight in Italy. Well, but- I did because I watched.
5: <laughs> <this>. <laughs> yeah, don't point to me. And and say it was just a lot of pushing around. That's the thing.
1: It's a lot of like chest up, yeah. a lot of smack talk.
3: Mike and he hit comes his to- own head
5: into a concrete wall. Like, right. it wasn't, you know, That's a you bad fighting into- tactic. In didn't my he get arrested?
3: Didn't the situation for like some tax reasons? He's still going
4: according to the
1: premiere of the new season. he's still going through that. So yeah, so I think Snooki because I think you have to pick a woman. Because they're just they're way better fighters than the yeah. guys on that show. Uh, I think that because she's short, she's got that kind of advantage. Like Jey will like swing over top of her, and she kind of like duck under and then do okay. the uppercut
3: kind of thing. But then couldn't she do the, 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 the three hold stooges, the forehead? Like, yeah. hold the forehead away. Yeah, <laughs> she could just bite her hand. I don't know. I uh,
1: She's you know she's also like she's got wears a lot of makeup. She could camouflage into the background and then jump out into a sneak attack. There you go. There you go. That's not a she thing. She can camouflage that's anywhere that's you orange. Can't, can't, exactly no. right. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that the camouflage, the feistiness, and the, and the height is actually an advantage. That's right. what I'm going with, right.
4: Snooky.
2: All right. Well, since you two picked women, and apparently Mike isn't a good choice because he hit his head into a concrete wall. So that that removed him from my selection. I mean,
3: James has done that. <clears>
2: um, well, I was, yeah, it wasn't voluntary, though. <laughs> it wasn't a concrete wall, it was a front That's wing. True. It was it's a safer, safer barrier. barrier. Yeah, safer yeah. barrier. And also a front wing. And also a front wing. i <laughs> yeah. just yeah, I've had a lot, lot of head injuries. Stop doing that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, okay. It's bad.
4: Yeah, next time, um,
2: turn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just be better. Anyways, I, I'm, gonna go, with, I'm gonna go with Ronnie.
4: Okay.
3: okay.
2: And I go with Ronnie because I feel like he's the fittest. Just straight up, right? He's a big so, softy, so. though. No, no, stop, James. He's emotional. He's Did emotional. James, stop. I feel like you got to give the just the genetics of a human being <laughs> some credence in these types of situations. For when sure. It's all he's genetically raw. a he's soft, genetically emotional. steroids. Yeah. Ronnie, I'm, I'm, I'm
5: <laughs> friends with Ronnie, and this is how soft he is. He came to see me dance on Dancing you're with you're the Stars.
2: See, he's soft. I came to see James dance on you're Dancing with the Stars. mean I'm you're, soft? You're also, I've yes. seen you with your dog. Yeah, you're
1: indeed. very yeah. soft. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, I'm, I'm not saying I'm tough. Yeah. I'm just saying yeah. takes one to no one yourself. Okay. But my point no, is, my point we is, we would all lose. My <laughs> point
3: is,
2: my point is, you're dealing with two women who are feisty and they get pissed off about things. And when you know, but they're five foot two. <laughs> this guy at least is over,
3: you know, five eight. I no, he's, I imagine
2: he's five five. He's taller than 52 right. and, and he's <laughs> in
3: Alex's defense, I I think he just googled Jersey Shorecast because that's what I've done and he does look pretty tough. That is literally all, <laughs> literally all that, I've done. he's literally all I've done. He
2: looks tough. He's got the, the gold chain at least in the picture. a picture I see. you know he's got the tattoos on his guns
1: that look really good because he's ripped. Yeah, no, tattoos yeah. are definitely important in a fight. Frankie, you know <laughs> him. you know him. Would he ever hit a woman? No, no, he wouldn't. <laughs> so there
3: you go. You're you're out you're in a battle royale against two women. He's just, he's
1: oh, just okay. Sit but in boy. Alex's defense, we're like not
4: that's, talking that's about a standard sexist.
3: situation here. We're not talking yeah. about like, oh, would he hit a woman at a bar? No, it's of a course mythical not. situation. This is a battle to okay, the death. Just, yes. I feel like we have to make exceptions here and say, would he you, kill you, a woman? Is that I, I, I will say this. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I'm gonna throw this yeah. in there. Yeah, that's what I was getting at. Yeah, this is going off
5: topic, but I've toured the jails here in Maricopa County, and all the like the the. The correctional officers will say they are much more afraid to work in the women's jail really? than they are the men, because the women just are way I scra- get that. That doesn't I mean, surprise me. I'm, I'm
3: super curious why you toured the jails. I was going to get to that next. <laughs> I is just, that just like I just that's love the... cops You know yeah. Like I love
5: I flew with the Phoenix PD
3: I just thought like Tour of the jails Was a creative way To say like I got arrested for No, a weekend. no. Yeah. <laughs> I was a special
5: deputy Of the Maricopa
3: County Sheriff's Office right, And I got to kinda... Well not oh, to Not to on. bring it back Sorry. But so far <laughs> Snooki's taken the lead Yes oh, um, nice. If anybody wants To try and convince me Otherwise I'm open to it But I, I think Barring anything I'll also buy you Margarita at Applebee's Okay James knows the secret To my heart James Hinchcliffe Is the winner Of this round of battle royale yes! frankie thank you for coming if it's any thank consolation you were second somehow alex you were fourth out of three people <laughs> <laughs> ronnie was thank ahead you. of you in this match <laughs> thank yeah <you>.
1: just <laughs> in the <laughs> and on that on that wonderful decision by our totally impartial judge i'd like to thank our guest frankie munoz for being on this episode of you, off man. track with hinch and rossi awesome frankie thank thanks you very much man. thanks a lot man. take care This has been Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. You can stay in touch with us on Twitter and Instagram. Our handle is Track, or you can take a screenshot of this episode and share it on your Instagram or Snapchat story. We're also taking emails at ask at and phone calls at 317-731-2372. If we like what you have to say, we'll mention it on the next show, so you better make it pretty good. We're also individually on Twitter at, at Hinchtown and at Alexander Rossi. And if you want to, though we have no idea why you would, you can follow producer Thim at, at The Tim Durham. We want to thank Frankie Munez for taking some time to come visit us. If you want to follow him on Twitter, he can be found at, at Frankie Munez. The music you heard on this episode was written by Ryan Dan of Holland Patton Public Library, and the show was produced by Chris Boniello and Jeff Umbro of the Podglomerate, as well as Thim himself, Tim Durham. Also, Peter Vincer, Matt Monreon, and Lucy Shen at Castbox. Off Track with Hinch and Rossi is a Castbox original. Castbox is the fastest growing and highest rated podcast app on both iOS and Android, where you can find all your favorite podcasts.
3: And if you're a fan of Off Track, check out this brand new Castbox original. This sounds serious.
0: I want you to meet Daniel Bronstadt. Hello! Over here! He's a little strange.
3: Some nights I wake up and I think it would be amazing to go on a flamingo hunt.
0: He lives in a rundown mansion.
3: Originally, this was meant to be a bathroom, but I've converted it into my bedroom. So I just feel more comfortable sleeping in small spaces, and so I actually sleep in this tub.
0: And he also may have killed his twin brother, Chuck.
3: 911, what's your emergency? Uh, it's my brother. I, uh... I think he's dead. Okay, please
0: calm down, sir. What happened? This Sounds Serious is a new fictional true crime podcast from CastBox. If you like some humor with your true crime, then this is the show for you. It's packed with cults, plot twists, a weatherman, a boy band, and, of course, an unsolved murder. Yeah, he's dead. He's face down in his bed, and I'm I'm poking him pretty hard here. And uh, it would be very unlike him to not respond to this kind of poking. Download this Sound Serious wherever you get your
4: podcasts.
0: The Podglomerate, A Sonic Universe. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks...